For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Believe in UCLA podcast on the Believe Podcast Network I am Sam Connum, one of your hosts, and I am joined once again by Travis Reed, former UCLA men's basketball player. Travis, how's it going? Good, good, Sam. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So we are back for another week of talking UCLA sports. Uh, it's a big week, big week in football, men's basketball, got women's basketball, recruiting, soccer, everything going on. We are going to hit on all the big topics today, Travis and I. Uh, so before we get into things, I uh, just want to let you know, uh, I am the publisher and managing editor over at All Bruins on Sports Illustrated, so you can find all the UCLA content you want there. This podcast will be going up there, and if you are listening to this on uh, Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google, whatever it is, make sure to share, subscribe, come back. We'll be talking UCLA sports every Monday, so stay tuned for that, but for this week, we're going to start off with some UCLA men's basketball talk. They had their preseason exhibition against Chico State and won 100 to 61 on Thursday night. Uh, it's an interesting game, a fun game to, to, to watch. And then they are getting their actual season started this Tuesday night uh, against Cal State Bakersfield at home. And then later in the week, the big one, the one that's been circled on everyone's schedule for a while, is the Villanova game on Friday night. So Travis, we're going to start with the exhibition game. What, what are your main takeaways from that? What does the team kind of get out of that? And, and what did you see out of the, the Bruins this, this past week? Uh, the team is very, very deep. Uh, yeah. they, you know, he can literally go maybe 10, 11 guys, legit, legit guys. He can go as much as he wants. I think uh, I saw a lot of athleticism from the freshmen. Uh, you know, like I said, yeah, Peyton, I, I, Peyton Watson. Yeah. Yeah. Peyton Watson. I was like, kind of shocked me. I didn't realize that. I was <laughs> like, okay, I, you know, everybody, you hear things, but you know, until you see somebody up close and personal, you just never know. So, you know, I don't take a ton out of exhibition games just because they are exhibition games for a reason, but it is good to see uh, that he, he has uh, for the first time, I think since he's got to UCLA, a, a big rotation, you know, he, he might have some issues because there's so many good players that they have. Yeah, definitely. And, and a lot of the headlines are going to be, and we'll talk about it later, the, the big stars who are, who are coming back and played great and played up to their potential and everything. But yeah, like you're talking, those new faces, those deep rotation guys, starting with Peyton Watson, uh, man, that guy is, is long and athletic <laughs> Uh, he is going to be so hard to go against. I think he, he's probably a pretty good on-ball defender, but just off the ball, 
as a, for a freshman, I mean, that he has got some really good defensive skills and, and just seeing the way he interrupts passes and mm-hmm. passing lanes and mm-hmm. uh, like kind of crashes down and swipes at the ball and guys are driving. I mean, mm-hmm. he's got a seven foot one wingspan and, and yeah. it looks like it. Let me tell you something. As a freshman at UCLA, when I was there, I was running around with a chicken in my head caught off, kind of like, uh-uh, <laughs> am I here? Am I there? Am I here? Am I there? You know, uh, he seemed so fluent and smooth. And it was a little bit not effortless, but, uh, you know, he understood the concepts. Because I would say this, it really, as a freshman, uh, even the big names, it takes you, you know, months to kind of get the concepts of the defense and the offensive strategy down you know, for college, because it's just a whole nother level. Um, but like I said, he fit right in. I mean, the play that he had uh, right before the half, um, I was like, this kid is, yeah, yeah, he's legit. Yeah, he he had a couple in there. There was that one where uh, he was on the, on the right side, I guess, and, and he pokes it away. Tiger Campbell goes to loose ball and punches it up. Corey gets a fast break dunk. That was awesome. Yep, and then yep. at the end of the first half, like you're saying, when he he the kind of fails going ISO, goes out of bounds, and then they inbound it. Cronin tells him, like, okay, it's all you. You go again. <laughs> we're, we're sticking it in your hands here with 10 mm-hmm. seconds left. Go ISO. And, oh, my gosh, he cooked that guy so bad. <laughs> that was and, that was mean. And, and, the, and the way he finished. See, like, there's a difference, a, a level of finishing. Like, high school, you're going to get it easy layup because nobody's really jumping with you. But, like, in college, it's another level. You know, it's uh, you're going to have to learn how to finish through contact, finish through bumps and things like that. And I love I loved the ooh and the ah, but I love the way he finishes. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because he's a five-star guy. He's a McDonald's All-American. It's really the first one that, that McCronin has had since joining UCLA. It's the first five-star UCLA has had mm-hmm. since uh, Moses Brown a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I want to kind of compare Peyton to, uh, to Sharif O'Neal, who Cronin had half a season with a couple of years ago, who put up big numbers and big highlight reels in high school. And obviously the name was big. But he gets to UCLA and doesn't really work that well in a half-court offense. Uh, he was a good rebounder. He's athletic, but on, on both sides of the floor, not really living up to it. But Peyton Watson has that same kind of athleticism and length, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but just mm-hmm. mentally fits in much better right off the bat. That was something that was really promising to see uh, mm-hmm. and, and definitely gives UCLA fans a lot of hope for what he can give this team as a sixth man, a seventh man, or maybe an eventual starter. Who knows? No, no, I think uh, you're right. I think, you know, with uh, the O'Neal, like your, when your dad, Shaquille O'Neal, it's a heck of a lineage to, you know, kind of live up to uh, as a player. It's kind of like when Michael Jordan's son played high school. I mean, college basketball is kind of like your dad's Michael Jordan, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you're supposed to be at least half of what he is, I think. Uh, but I think with Cronin, like, you know, with him, it's like it's a certain way. It's a certain style. If you don't play defense, you don't play hard, you don't play. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. And that's what I respect about him um, because he's if if the freshman, if Peyton comes in and he plays hard and he, he plays defense, he's going to play. If not, he's going to sit. And that goes from the first person down to the 15th. And yeah, I, definitely. I, I love that. Love that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's good to see. And just to, to kind of spread things out a little bit, obviously Peyton Watson was was impressive. Uh, but also you had Miles Johnson coming in, transfer big man from from Rutgers. Only played 15 minutes. Uh, Cronin said he got a little nicked up in the second half, but it shouldn't be anything serious. 
I think the first two minutes he was in the game when he when he subbed in for Cody Riley, he had four rebounds. <laughs> he he finished with uh with what is it, 10 points, nine rebounds, two blocks in only 15 minutes. So this guy is a really good defender, really good rebounder. Just it's not like the ball just happened to bounce his way. When you're watching him rebound, I think he's the best rebounder UCLA's had since Kevin Love. I'd say maybe he won't bring down as many as, as Thomas Welsh and Moses Brown. Cause he's not a seven footer. He won't get as many minutes cause he's splitting time with Cody Riley, but wow. His, his instincts and his, his fundamentals down low are really, really good. And those stood out right away. No, I definitely, I definitely agree. He's a guy that has a nose for the ball, you yeah. know, like, like we talked about, you just said with Kevin Love, like Kevin Love had a, he has a nose for balls, a rebounder. He now might be the biggest leaper, or like the most athletic guy, but he just, he knows, oh, oh, rebound here, tip here. You know, before you know it, like I said, he got six, seven, eight rebounds. When you said he had four in two minutes, that's a guy who's, <laughs> that's a guy who's looking for the ball. And you need guys like that, uh, especially, perfect example, next Friday. Yep. Villanova is a physical team. They've always played physical and hard. You need those kind of players that's going to match their physical play with your physical. So, uh, you know, you'll see his worth in the in in those kind of games. He'll 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 definitely prove his worth then. Yeah, definitely. And just going across the board, the other guys who play well. And Jules Bernard had twelve points. Johnny Juzang he shot over fifty percent from the field. He got nineteen. He hit three threes in the second half. Looked really good coming out of the gates there after kind of a so-so first half. But he came out. He played great in the second. And Jaime Hawk is junior. Right. He played 21 minutes, so it's obviously not the, the 33, 34, 35 he's going to be playing, but perfect from the field, five assists, two blocks, two steals, 23 points. That is just a crazy stat line. And, yeah, it's against Chico State. You win by whatever, by 40 points. They're not going to get that every night. But, I mean, there's an argument to be made that Jaime is the guy on this team. It is for all of the attention that goes Johnny Juzang's way, Jaime can be point forward. Jaime can be, he can play the four. He can guard big men. He can work in the post. He can work with the ball in his hands, catch and shoot three point shooter. He's efficient. He's good on both sides of the floor. Just wow. He was, he was great the other night. And that was just really impressive to see no matter who it was against. Yes. So Draymond Green, right? Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. And like, what does Draymond Green do? He guards, you know, the best big. He brings the ball up. He's the playmaker, right? Mm-hmm. Jaime fits all those critiques. And, uh, you know, he does all the same thing as Draymond Green. Now, if Juzang, Johnny Juzang might be like Steph Curry or Clay Thompson, probably more like Clay Thompson, right? And, you know, he might get the shots and gets the threes, but Jaime's going to do the dirty work. He's going to be rebounding. He's going to be playing hard defense. You know, he'll dunk on you. Uh, you know, like he has all the tools. I think, to be honest, it's going to be between him and Juzang for the player of the year in the Pac-12. Yeah, yeah, they're both definitely going to be contenders. We, we mm-hmm. saw that Thursday night. Uh, I mean, these exhibition games, as much as they, I mean, they don't count for anything. The stats don't count. We move on past them after a couple of days and act like they never happened. But, I mean, Oregon State barely won theirs. Kentucky barely won theirs. So, I mean, mm-hmm. regardless of, of who was against, it's a win's a win, and it feels good. You take some some – some lessons away from it. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. these guys looked really good on Thursday. Oh, no, definitely, definitely. I think UCLA, 
there are some teams I always say that are not worthy of their ranking. They come out because mm-hmm. they might have some names and this and that, but UCLA is deserving of that top three, top two ranking. Like they are a very deep physical team. And I think with the way he coaches, they're only going to get better from here. And they're not going to start fantastic. And if they do watch out, if they're beating the teams of Villanova's Gonzaga's now, in the tournament, they have no chance because his teams usually get better as the season goes on. Yeah, definitely. And and we'll take that and move on to this big week ahead. It's the first week of actual games that count for this UCLA team. Start against Bakersfield on Tuesday. And, I mean, I, I feel like we're, we're in agreement. They win that one pretty handily. I don't know too much about <laughs> Bakersfield. Uh, but this is the number two team in the country. And then you get to Friday. And wow, talk about a, a marquee matchup. You got number two UCLA, number four Villanova. That's going to be a big one because Villanova, they have Colin Gillespie coming back, who's one of the best guards in the country. He's another guy who could contend for, for national player of the year. He, he was already mm-hmm. probably the best player in the Big East last year, and he comes back for another year after an injury. And uh, he's going to be hard to handle for whoever is guarding him. And then, like, like you mentioned earlier, and like Mick Cronin's talked about, Villanova, even though maybe they don't have a seven-footer on their team, they got a lot of six, eight, six, nine guys that play like they're seven feet. They play like they're big and physical, and, and that'll be hard to handle too. So this is, outside of the UCLA-Gonzaga matchup, probably the game of the year in the country otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I would say this. You usually don't catch these kind of games so early. Yeah, like it's literally the second game of the season. Don't get me wrong; they have the tournaments like the Maui and the, mm-hmm. you know Puerto Rican shootout, all these kind of tournaments. You know the Atlantis one where you see these teams kind of meet up after about six or seven games, or the one that's in New York. Uh, I can't even think of what it was called, but anyway. Uh, but this one the, for Villanova, you said they played the second game of the season, and for Villanova to come to Poly, second game, you know, yeah. like. Um, that is insane. I think it's going to be, it's going to be rocking. Uh, I will be there, you know, with, uh, my, my UCLA beanie support (laughs) my team. (laughs) And I'm just excited, man. It's one of those, like, get you, get, get you going. Like, yeah, it's like, uh, opening trailer of an action movie. Like you see something happen. (laughs) Oh, explosion. And then that, this is what this game is just to get your attention right off the bat. Yeah, definitely. And this Villanova team, they're not the same team they were when they won the national championship twice a couple of years ago, but they have Jay Wright. Jay Wright is one of the top five coaches in the country of the past decade. He's up there. He's Mm -hmm. really turned Villanova from a good big East program back into a national title title contender year in, year out. So uh, not just Gillespie, but like we were talking about those physical guys, they, they got a couple, I got the names right here. Uh, Demir Cosby Roundtree is coming back from injury. He's a graduate student. Jermaine Samuels, another graduate student. Uh, he's another, those are, are two big guys. And you got a, a good freshman coming in, Trey Patterson. So th- those guys are going to be hard to handle for, for this UCLA team. Like we were talking about Peyton Watson, Jaime Hawkins, Miles Johnson, they're all good defenders. So mm-hmm. I, I, it'll be fun to see how they match up. They probably won't get bullied down low. Uh, like maybe a team last year when Cody Riley and Jalen Hill were out, like that USC game where they just kind of got out muscled. I don't think mm-hmm. that'll happen, but 
yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be really, really good. And two of the, the biggest brands in college basketball going up against each other. That's, that's going to be fun no matter who is on the court. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's like old school, old school basketball, you know, with two physical teams that play hard defense rebound, um, you know, play together, you know, there's no, like they're, they're stars, but there's no, like, let's say mega star. That's the number one traffic in the country or whatever. Um, you know, on neither one of these teams. And now they're draftable players, yes, but there's no like Derrick Rose or no Anthony Davis type, right? Yeah, um, yeah. It's just great teams, great teams. And like I said, I'm I'm excited because I know Polly's gonna be rocking. Uh, and and they're gonna get because this they don't they haven't had this since Holland. They haven't had this since Ben Holland. They haven't had no top, you know, top five-ish team with, you know, this much expectation since Ben Holland, you know? And so I'm excited. Like I said, maybe, maybe the Lonzo ball uh, year, you know, they had a lot of excitement just because of Lonzo ball, but I think that, you know, this year is going to be a big, big year for the Bruins. Yeah, definitely. And I, I like what you're talking about there with uh, not too many superstar one and done kind of guys on this team. Cause mm-hmm. in Peyton Watson, he's a McDonald's all American five-star. You think maybe he could go one and done, but in a different kind of ways as, as mm-hmm. those other guys you're talking about as a defender, as a raw athlete, as a contributor and not the number one star on a team, but look at Villanova. I was talking about those grad guys. They got Colin uh, Gillespie who he's a fifth year guy, Juzang and, and Hakas, they're third year guys. So this really goes back to like the nineties basketball kind of stuff <laughs> back, back, back in your day a little bit, Travis. <laughs> yep. Yep. When, yep. 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 Yeah, I'm going to say my day, like, it was, it was seniors. It was seniors when I was there. It wasn't like seniors. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, yeah, it was the same thing. You got like fab five Michigan, those guys coming all the way through going against uh, like Christian Leitner or uh, whoever's at Kentucky in those years or uh, just you, you got, college icons who maybe won't be nba all-stars but really good college players mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm, super mm-hmm. super fun can't wait mm-hmm. to see that no I'm, I'm excited like i said i think there's going to be it's, it's like i said it it's early obviously second game of the season is a win or lose it doesn't matter but it is some ways a statement game to see mm-hmm, what definitely. you know you know when i was in college it was that i mean like i said we played uh, north carolina when they had antoine jameson and Vince Carter, my very first game at UCLA. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we played my next year, we played Maryland when they had like uh, Stevie Francis and, you know, uh, uh, Jeff Blake, you know, just like a, you know, a couple of NBA yeah. guys. So like, it's always good to see these statement games uh, where you get to basically see where your team is at. Yeah, definitely. And, and that's going to be big because these, these first really five games for UCLA, I mean, they got Bakersfield, they got Villanova, Long Beach State, which I know you're looking forward to with your, <laughs> with your Long Beach State ties, and then North Florida and Bellarmine. So of those five games, really only that Villanova game is, is kind of a marquee matchup where you prove yourself. No no offense to Long Beach State, but, uh, <laughs> but then after that stretch, you got Gonzaga, UNLV, Colorado, Washington, Marquette, and then you take a, a game against Alabama State, and then you play UNC. So you have a r- absolute gauntlet there starting at Thanksgiving and you kind of have to prove yourself before you get into that stretch, I think. Well, no, like I said, it, it's, it's like those games. Okay. The trap game will be Tuesday. 
the trap yeah. game will be Tuesday. Cal State Bakersfield, even though it's your home opener, you know, because everybody's everybody's going to be talking about Villanova before the game, you know. And so, like, what UCLA has to do is focus, take care of their business after the Villanova game. I mean, before the Villanova game against Bakersfield. Um, win the game. And just like I said, uh, get ready for Villanova. And after Villanova, get these tune-up games before the gauntlet starts, you know. The Gonzagas, the UNCs, you know, the, the Marquettes. Like, you have to build up these wins. You can't go, you know, three and two, things like that. You got to go... Five and oh, four and one at the at the worst, because if you want to be a number one seed, you got to have beat some other great teams. Yeah, definitely. And, and I kind of want to look back to uh, speaking of, of trap games, these home openers. Uh, my freshman year at UCLA is the 2017 2018 season. And mm-hmm. Obviously, that season started off with the whole China fiasco. So <laughs> very different situation. Uh, they, they beat Georgia Tech in their actual season opener. But when they come back stateside for their for their home opener, Central Arkansas, and they only got a week to go until they play Creighton, Wisconsin and and kind of get back to those big games. And that game went to overtime. And I forget who it was. Uh, it was Marcus Howard's brother. I think it was Jordan Howard put mm-hmm. up like 40 something points on UCLA. So I don't know if Bakersfield has a guy who can do that, but I mean, it's definitely in the cars. We've seen it before. Even if UCLA doesn't lose the game, you really can't fall into a trap. Like you're, like you're talking about that, that Villanova game is big. That's most of what we've been talking about so far, but you can't overlook Bakersfield. Cause like you said, you got to go five and oh, four and one in this stretch. No, no, I, I agree. Uh, like, like, I be honest, like Bakersfield probably doesn't have a guy like that. You, know, yeah. you never, you never know. Some people get hot. I mean, like you talk about the Kentucky scrimmage game. The one kid had like thirty points against yeah. him to keep keep it close. I was like, who is this kid? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that if UCLA just plays hard, takes care of business, they should win handily. You know, everybody wants to win by 40, 50. but if you win by like fifteen, you play good, you're good. So. I think uh, for them is uh, let's let's continue like the, like I said, build up the chemistry, build up the wins, and like build up the resume. They have to start out strong because, like you said, uh, these games, the UNCs, the Gonzagas, uh, the Marquettes kind of games, those games are fifty fifty splits. You just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And with all that being said, let's move on to our final topic of the day. Go on and talk a little UCLA football. Uh, Bruins were on a bye this weekend. Uh, the rest of the Pac-12, again, just kind of ate itself alive. <laughs> Oregon's still undefeated. Oregon's still doing well in the rankings and everything. But uh, Pac-12's a mess. We knew that before, and it's even more true now. And uh, part of that mess uh, has to do with UCLA's upcoming opponent, Colorado, who up until this week had one of the worst offenses in the power five. They were just absolutely horrible. I mean, just going through their season, taking out the, the FCS game they started the year with, they scored seven points, zero points, 13, 14. And then they played Arizona and, and Arizona was horrible, winless, sucked and everything. They scored 34. A lot of those came on defense and they scored (laughs) Then they score three points against Cal and then Oregon blows them out. They get some garbage time points. They get it to 29. 
then this week they just go and play Oregon State, uh, one of the best offenses in the Pac-12, mm-hmm. and they put up 37 and win in overtime, 37-34. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know if anyone saw that coming. Colorado putting up almost 40 points, uh, definitely not a good sign for UCLA though. His defense is uh, struggling to say the very least at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this, this last stretch for UCLA starting off with Colorado, then you got the big USC game, then you got Cal, uh, who, who just lost to Arizona, Arizona's first win in over two years. So, I mean, this 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 last stretch for UCLA is a, is a total mess because even USC, they're on an interim coach. They just got blown out. They're not blown out. They lost pretty bad to Arizona State. They lost Drake London, their star receiver. So these three teams that, that UCLA is going to be playing these next three weeks. Oh my gosh. It is just a total mess. And I could see UCLA winning all three or losing all three with the way the season's been going so far. <laughs> you know, honestly, I think if, if he, if, if he doesn't go three, and know, with these three teams, then he does he knows he deserves to be fired at the end of the year. It is no way that UCLA should lose to any of these teams. It is just no way. It's not. Oh no. Like, like I watched Colorado play, and the quarterback was a good play. He couldn't throw the football. He yeah. couldn't throw it five <laughs> yards down the field. Not at I all. Was, I was like, I don't get it. You know, I mean, yeah, like you said, like maybe he's gotten better. I, 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 I watched a little bit of the Oregon game, but it was, it was like I said, it was a blowout. It was forty-one like seven, and then they end up scoring a lot at the end. Um, and Oregon, you know, kind of took their feet off the pedal. Like you know, they should beat Colorado. Like, especially because it's at, it's not in the cold, you know, because, you know, going to Colorado in the cold, you know, maybe, you know, something, but it's at UCLA. The SC game, like you said, SC put up a good fight because it's SC UCLA, but overall, UCLA should win. Um, You know, even though, like I said, SC's a rival, you never know what's happening in the rival. They're going to be pumped up uh, for UCLA, whatever the case is. But to be honest, UCLA is just a better team, you know, they are. And then yeah. Cal, and Cal, like I said, he should be eight and four by this stretch and going into like a mid-level, mid-level bowl, you know, uh, maybe not like, a, not a, you know, a high tier, but a, a mid-level, you know, um, I don't know. I'm trying to, maybe cotton, maybe, maybe cotton, maybe too high. That's a, that's a, that's a little high. I think yeah, it it's, cotton, probably, yeah. it's a, probably, probably Vegas bowl, LA bowl, uh, little Caesars, the Caesars bowl, little Caesars bowl. There's no, no little Caesars bowl this year. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. okay. Okay. Uh, okay. I forget there's, there's one in, uh, is the sun bowl. It's another option. I feel like those are really the ones that yeah, yeah, like, this yeah. team's going to be playing for, even if they do go eight and four, cause if they go eight and four, it, it'd be an ugly eight and four. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it, they, if he doesn't, if he doesn't win all three games and he deserves to be, you know, kaput because it, they are just better playing better than the next three games they're playing next three teams. You know, now we've said that before and they've lost, but it's just no way. It's <laughs> <laughs> no way. There's no way. I, I know you're saying there's no way, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, Colorado just put up 37. That's, I mean, Brandon Lewis, Brendan Lewis is, is not a very good quarterback, but and so Oregon state, he was efficient 15 to 24. So pretty good. Yeah. I mean, only, only 170 yards. Like you said, he's not throwing the ball anything more than five yards downfield, but the, you more so you look at 
their run game. Jarek Broussard, who absolutely torched UCLA last year in the season opener, yeah, he went for 150 against Oregon State uh, this, this past yeah. week. And, and UCLA, they got torn up by, by Travis Dye on Oregon. They got torn up uh, by... Uh, uh, who was in on, on Utah? Utah. Um, but but you can't knock him. He, he just had four touchdowns again against Stanford last week. So. Yeah. Oh oh, he's really good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But but who knows? This UCLA run defense, the way they're trending, maybe Jarek Broussard just eats him up again and just gets yards and yards, and, and then Lewis <laughs> just converts on third and two every every time. Who knows? Put, put eleven guys in the box. <laughs> put everybody <laughs> in the box. Make yeah. them throw. <laughs> I, I I will say though, Travis, that uh, defense coordinator Jerry Azanaro does not typically do the uh, smartest thing to do. <laughs> he, uh, for some reason, <laughs> just is just an absolute disaster. Defensive coordinator, I've I've written about it at length. If if you want to go and, and check it out on Sports Illustrated, you can go check it out. Um, but I just wrote something this weekend on just how absolutely awful this ucla defense has been under him for four years now the chip kelly brought him in to be dc uh back at, in, in late 2017 before the 2018 season and he hadn't been a defensive coordinator since he was at duke in the early 2000s and those duke teams were just awful the, the <laughs> umass teams he was defensive coordinator for in the 90s were bad and, and we'll, we'll, of course jerry Eisner comes here and he's just as bad as he is everywhere else so this Colorado team, it, they could put up points on UCLA. We'll see if Dorian Thompson Robinson's healthy to see if they can win in a shootout. He, he should be. Uh, Chip Kelly last week was kind of alluding towards the fact that Dorian's 100%. We saw him practicing on Wednesday. He looked good. So we'll see what we see Monday and Wednesday when the media gets a look at practice. Uh, but uh, you, you go back two weeks and you think, oh, UCLA wins this 50 to nothing, whatever. But now, if they don't have DTR, I don't know how comfortable UCLA can be just the way things are going. Because, I mean, the next time UCLA UCLA loses a game, it'll be, what, Saturday night? I think Chip Kelly's gone by Sunday night. Whether it's losing against Colorado and you have a three-game losing streak, you lose to a bad team, or maybe you beat Colorado and next week you lose to USC. You lose that rivalry game, you get fired the next day, same way Jim Mora did. Or you, maybe you you beat Colorado, you beat USC, and, and you beat Cal to go eight and four to get to a better bowl. Nope, you lose that with the post USC hangover, and you go seven and five, and nope, you're fired there too. Let someone else take care of the bowl game. I, I think he really has to go three and zero, and even then he could get fired. But next time he loses, he's gone. I look, I agree with you. He cannot lose. Chip Kelly cannot afford to lose any of these games. Any of these yeah. games. He cannot afford to lose any of these teams. Uh, I think that he has to go eight and four. And I think with the SC game, I'm not saying he has a run up to score, but he has to beat them kind of convincingly, right? Because SC's down, right? They yep, have an interim definitely. coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're missing their, they're basically their number one player, right? Um, they have to, they have to beat SC kind of in a statement thing and then be a statement game and then beat Cal. And then actually, if they if he wins four in a row, they give him another year, a guarantee. Uh, like I don't know if he goes eight and five, eh, it's 50-50. I don't know. Yeah, it, it'll be tough because I feel like you kind of have to fire. You have to well, maybe you don't have to fire. You have to make your decision before the bowl game because 
I mean, it, it, that Cal games, the end of November, you don't really want to be firing your coach on December 22nd after he loses a bowl game. Uh, so, so if they, if they go to a bowl, it's like somewhere around Christmas and lose that and decide they don't want chip and they fire him then. Well, at that point, you only have to wait another four weeks till there's no more buyout. And at that point, most of the good coaches are off the market, the big names at least. So who knows what they're going for or if they have any negotiations or talks with anyone at this point. Uh, but I think that you're, you're going to know if Chip Kelly's coming back for 2022 by the end of November. And, and honestly, there have been rumblings. I don't know if they're just rumors or hearsay, whatever, people throwing out stuff that there's already discussions now. I, I, I can't confirm it. A lot of people can't confirm it, but uh, it's definitely uh, his chip's seat is pretty hot. I'll say that. But like this, I guarantee you they're talking about it now. They're talking about it now. Um, yeah. I guarantee it. Big universities, billion dollar universities like UCLA, they don't do things by happenstance. They don't like if they were going to fire him, they was going to fire him already. You know, like these last three games could help. Or could hurt, but they probably would have already made up their mind already. You know, it's kind of like example. I felt like when uh, this year, uh, when the dude from SC got fired, uh, Clay. Yeah, Hilton. Clay Hilton. Yep. Now, if they would have went like ten and two, it would have helped. But I don't think I don't think he was coming back after this year anyway. I just felt like there was they gave him enough time, five years or whatever it was, past the uh, COVID and all that. It was just time, you know. And so, like, with, with the same with Chip, I think it's going to be interesting to see, like, if they win his last three or if they lose his last three. I think if they lose his last three, he's fired on the second game before the last game's even played. Um, but if he wins his last three, it could boost up his chances a little bit, but they're already talking about it right now. They're seeing who they can get, who they can bring in, who can go for an interview. I guarantee you their businesses run like that. Yeah, definitely. There, There's – too much at stake for there not to be conversations at the very least at this point. You're definitely right on there. Um, but that'll pretty much do it for this week's episode of believe in UCLA. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, like I was saying earlier, uh, you can find all my content on sports illustrated, UCLA sports illustrated, all bruins.com, uh, everything, men's basketball, women's basketball, football, We've got women's soccer, just won the PAC 12 championship. They beat SC on Friday. That was a big game. So any kind of coverage you're looking for there, you can find that. Follow them on at SI underscore all Bruins. You can follow me on Twitter at Sam Conan. Travis, where can people find you? You can follow me at, uh, at Travis W. Reed on Instagram uh, and also Travis W. Reed on Facebook. I know it's, I didn't realize it was like 50,000 Travis Reeds out there. So I had to put <laughs> my, my middle initials. So at Travis W. Reed uh, on Instagram at Travis W. Reed on Facebook. I mean, uh, Travis W. Reed on Facebook and all my content. Uh, obviously, you can follow this show along with Travis Reed, Athlete's Journey uh, on YouTube. Awesome. Good to hear. So we will continue coming out with episodes every Monday morning. So stay tuned for those. If you made it all the way to the end of this episode, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, whatever it is, and come back next week for when Travis and I are probably going to be talking about uh, the coaching vacancy for UCLA football, right? After they lose to Colorado. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Oh, we, one thing we didn't mention uh, that for UCLA basketball, 
They yep. just got another five-star recruit that chose yes. UCLA over Kentucky. The Adam tide Bona. is turning. Yes, the tide is turning, people. Trust me, you better get on these UCLA train while you still can. Definitely. Big big week for recruiting. I mean, they got like men's basketball got Adam Bona. A couple of weeks ago, football got Justin Martin. Even women's basketball got Kiki Rice, highest rated recruiting program history. So there's a lot going right for UCLA right now. Even if Chip Kelly's seat is on fire, uh, <laughs> even if who knows what happens with this Villanova game on Friday. But thank you so much for listening. Thanks for joining me again, Travis. And uh, we'll see you next week. Anytime, anytime. Appreciate it. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.